A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great bus-stop malicious compliance story. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, you know your rights? Okay, go for it. My ex and I were three months into separation, as I kept suggesting divorce agreements. Trying to find what she would accept other than take her back and return to being a doormat for her. I have a good head for legal documents and understood very early that as much as I would prefer to just burn everything down and disappear, legally it was very likely I was going to be paying alimony. And she was entitled to a fair share of everything, but in a no-fault state with no gender preferences, it did mean a fair share. It was clear that legally I would not get an approval for an agreement heavily biased in her favor, so I kept reworking and sending possible divisions. Every few days for months, she would object to anything that put any responsibility on her, anything that left something of value out of her hands. Anytime I asked her what terms she would be okay with, she would just derail the conversation to something else. Not long into this, I realized that I would need a paper trail. So everything went to email only. Through all of this, I'd recognize too that a court would order spousal support. So there wasn't any point in just cutting her off financially. Not a total doormat at this point though. I had moved my direct deposit to a solo account and kept up her weekly cash flow and kept paying the bills. But my final offer in this period was the heavily unbalanced offer of splitting the cars one to each, me taking all the debt including her student loans, paying her three to $4,000 a month for a year so she could get her feet under her, and she gets all the stuff. I walk away with my car, my dogs, some tools, and some clothes. No go, not good enough for her. And so we get to the meat of the story for the malicious compliance. Three months in, I finally get her to agree to a mediator, since I'm getting nowhere. She shows up to the initial meeting, the first time we've seen each other in a while, the second time since splitting. She was staying with her sister. The mediator starts out with the rules of mediation and the agreements to sign. I sign easily, she balks but signs it finally. One of the relevant terms is that we agree to not file any other legal paperwork. We would come to an agreement and the mediator would file the final court papers on both of our behalf to get the divorce ordered. The mediator starts asking basic questions and every question to either of us results in my ex launching into an irrelevant topic attempting emotional manipulation of me or him. I quickly resolve to grey rock her directly and only direct my interactions to the mediator. I do my best to ignore her off-topic ramblings and reply to the mediator when she briefly crossed relevancy, like someone falling from a tree and briefly being stopped by various branches on the way down. The peak was when she literally crawled on top of the big table to stick her face in mine to force me to see her and engage in her ranting. The mediator called it quits at that point. He reminded her of the rules she agreed to, gave us homework to fill out, and had us schedule the next meeting with his clerk two weeks out. Three days later, I get served with a summons to court for a hearing over spousal support. The summons showed the claim my ex made that all I'd received from her in three months was $130. Oh boy, not true at all. 
not to mention in violation of the mediator terms. I end up on a conference call with my ex and the mediator as he tells her that she needs to withdraw the complaint or mediation can't continue. She adamantly insists that she knows her rights. So the mediator ends his involvement, cuts us refund checks minus time worked so far, and exits stage left. I prepare for the hearing. I print out three months of bank statements and highlight every transfer to her, every bill paid on her behalf, every ATM withdrawal by her card, over a hundred toll bills I received from her just driving through express lane tolls, so I got the elevated license plate fee mailed to me, $13,000 in change. You missed a couple of zeros in your complaint, I thought. My final stack of paper was rather thick, so I made and printed an Excel spreadsheet summary for the cover sheet. I also looked up the spousal support rules again. It's 40% of the difference between the income goes from the higher paid to the lower paid. Some little wiggle room, but that's it. Simple. She was currently getting up to 72% of my pay once you factored her bills in. This court hearing was a good thing. Not as good as a mediator and fast resolution, but I wasn't likely to end up more screwed here. Not to mention I had some daydreams of her finding out what lying on court documents might do. Court date rolls around. I show up to court waiting in the hall outside the family law section. She shows up and plops herself next to me and starts going off on me again. I try to ignore her. Then, to keep from engaging, I start a written transcript of her ranting using the back cover of my paperwork folder. Finally, she realized what I'm doing and ends the ranting with, Oh, I guess you're writing what I'm saying so you can make your friends hate me. They needed no encouragement. She huffs a few seats away and is quiet the rest of the time we waited. The court officer, not a judge, just someone authorized to handle it since it's a simple and clear legal process, finally comes to get us and we head in. The officer starts the legal speeches, yada yada, and then asks my ex if she has anything to add to the complaint. She launches into a roller coaster speech, proclaiming all of my bad faults, some of which were real, how mean I was to try to divorce her, and how I obviously didn't need any of the money I made because he's just going to live somewhere simple and cheap anyway. Yeah, her words. The court officer returns to the present, like someone climbing down from the kitchen table after seeing a rat run by, and she asks me if I have anything I'd like to say. She can see the stack of paper and eyeballs it as she's talking. I hand over the stack, tell the officer that the summary sheet on top should help clear up the financial points in question, and just verbally start going through the items. At each one, my ex interrupts to give a reason why that item shouldn't count every single one the officer keeps asking her to stop interrupting but to no avail we finally finish the list the officer is shaking her head slightly and says mr yen this court process is to ensure that both parties are doing the right thing so all of the and gestures to encompass the stack of paper needs to stop right now we will garnish your paychecks for the amount specified by law and send that to her instead. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I know it's a win. I knew it was going to be. She didn't. She sat there all smug as we get into the calculations. I asked for a couple of adjustments to keep the amount of her car payment since I co-signed, and I wanted to be sure the bill was paid. I expected that she would refuse or overspend on other stuff and be unable to pay it. I didn't want to give her the power to trash my credit. The officer agreed. I then asked to keep the insurance payment amount too for much the same reason. Also agreed by the officer, my ex continued to be smug. I know she was thrilled at the idea of getting a court check directly. It sure would show me. Everything wrapped up. We got the totals, signed papers. I handed over a check for the first payment and the officer got up to make copies of everything. I asked the officer if I could wait in another room while she did and got an agreement with a bit of side eye at my ex. I got my paperwork first, with the officer saying, it might take a few minutes for her to get her paperwork, but you are free to go. I got the hint and left immediately. I had parked a few streets away anyway, another barrier if she couldn't park near me. I got in my car and immediately called my cell carrier and cancelled her phone. Does she want to set up her own plan? I said I can't answer that. I'm obeying a court order to remove her from my accounts. They say okay, and work down the remaining subscriptions I was paying for that she used. I even had the bills in front of me from court with account numbers and customer service numbers right there. I was done and driving home when she started blowing up my phone with incoming emails demanding to know what I was doing then texts from her sister's phone, then calls. I just grinned and didn't answer any of them. She stopped after an hour or so and gave me a few hours of silence. Then, an all-caps email with a screenshot of a Netflix inactive account message. 
Oh my god, even Netflix! I admit, I giggled. The fallout wasn't over though. A month later after she realized how much less she has for me after winning her case, she files an appeal. It's denied due to lack of reason. A month later, she files a complaint that I wasn't paying her car payment. Just an excuse to get into court. I had been paying it. And I also was pretty confident that even if I hadn't, she didn't know how to get into that loans account. She legally could, just never cared to learn how. I had a lawyer at this point, and we both go to court. She's going to join by phone. The officer paused before calling and tells my lawyer, This lady is a piece of work. The validation of that statement will always remain with me. The call goes predictably. My ex makes irrelevant rants. The officer keeps shutting her down. Finally, asks my ex for proof that I wasn't paying the car payment, as she's holding statements and check images proving I had. My ex nearly screams, I just know he isn't so he can hurt me. The officer replies, I am holding proof that he has paid it and is satisfying his legal obligation. The complaint is dismissed. Thank you. And hangs up on my ex. Divorce took another 10 months. Lots more crazy. Teaches her newbie lawyer a hard lesson. And I walked away with even less alimony than the spousal support. And only about 60% of the debt. I lost my dogs to her though. My only regret in the outcome. One is certainly past old age limits now. The others in that range. I still miss them. I mean, although in the end there is a somewhat satisfying outcome. You hear this story and you realize this went on for like a year and they didn't even keep the dogs in the end. You can't even necessarily feel great after all that. Our next story is, how hot can you possibly make them? Years ago, I'm talking at least 10 years, we'll call him Jason, was invited to something like a potluck. When he asked what to make, he was told hot wings. Jason agreed and went on to ask how hot they wanted the wings and the individual said, as hot as you can make them. Jason said, okay, not a problem, but as he was walking away, he heard the individual go, how hot can he possibly make them? So of course, Jason took this as a challenge. The day of the potluck comes, and the person takes a bite of a wing and gets beyond pissed off because no one can eat more than a couple of bites out of the wings. This is except this tiny woman who went to town on the wings. Jason wound up making his own hot sauce, mixing a bunch of different peppers and sauces together to make this hot sauce he now refers to as Experiment 666. It progressively gets hotter and became a way to challenge his youngest child's partners. If somebody's making something with the goal of intentionally being hot, I think the worst thing you can possibly do is try to insult them and insult their ability to make it hot. That's how you get wings that probably don't even taste that great, but they're going to just set your mouth ablaze. Our next story is, you cannot wait by the bus stop. You have to wait across from it. Okay, you got it, boss. I used to work at a childcare center for almost five years, and we would sometimes have school-aged children where we'd have to take them to the bus stop in the morning and then pick them up from the bus stop in the afternoon. Now, during the time of the incident, we only had to take one child from the bus stop, who we'll call T. I was assigned bus duty by my boss as I was always on top of it and made sure to quickly go to the bus stop to get T and another teacher would take T to the bus stop in the mornings. We were told by the boss that the bus stop was right across the street from our center, which was between a house and a church. We would wait by the tree which was by the church parking lot. 
as that's where the bus stop was, so we would wait there. Well, boss didn't want us doing that anymore and said that we weren't supposed to wait there and wanted us to wait in our center's parking lot by the curb. Not only that, but my boss would not let any of the teachers leave to take tea to the bus stop in the mornings as it was too early, despite us having to leave at 8.15 since the bus would arrive at 8.20, so we also had to take tea at 8.20. Cue malicious compliance. We started waiting for the bus by our parking lot, like my boss requested, but after a couple of weeks or so, it's been met with complaints such as T refusing to let us hold her hand across the street to get to the school bus, the bus arriving early causing T to miss the bus, and another teacher had to drive her to school which angered T's mother, and T crossing the street by herself to get to the center whenever the bus arrived early in the afternoon. My boss was constantly getting angry with us as to why we weren't paying attention to the time or being quick with getting tea, but I said, you told us to wait by the curb and that we can't arrive early. We've also told you many times how T was trying to cross the street by herself and that several people in the neighborhood told T's mom about it. She's also missed the bus twice in a row. Boss realized her mistake and took back the bus stop rule and said that we were allowed to wait at the bus stop and to make sure we arrived 5 minutes early and not a minute later. Clearly this boss must have grown up spoiled or something because they have no concept of how a bus works. Like although there's a schedule, a bus isn't some automated thing, they're not going to just show up magically on time. Even if this boss never did take public transit, I don't understand how they could not understand that possibility. It's almost the same thing with like getting food delivery. Depending on when the bus driver starts, everybody that gets on the bus or gets off the bus, how the roads are, anything can change when that bus is going to be there. You always show up a little early. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.